My name is Kinfolk John. And my name is Ben Great. And our friend passed away in the recording studio. All right, what's up, everyone? This is David Ferrugio. Again, another episode of Dead Talks. Since this is still pretty early, I'm going to let you all know what this is about in case you haven't been listening. If you have been listening, thank you. Uh, once again, the basic premise behind this podcast is I just want to make the conversation of death a little bit more normal, whatever the hell that means, and a little less sad, hopefully. But obviously, we'll have our real moments, but we're going to keep it as light as possible. Today, I have two of my good friends that I've known for, which we just realized, I don't know, like seven, eight years. Yeah, I'd yeah. say about a good, good eight years. Yeah. yeah. So we worked at the same store in Hollywood, and uh, here we are today. Talking seven years later, so I'm glad to think that we're still doing it. Yeah, They got a cool story today about a mutual friend that I'll let them kind of lean into a little bit more, but uh, I want to introduce the two of them. Uh, my my buddy Ben, my buddy John, both very talented producers and artists. You can find Ben at, he goes by the name Ben Great, at Ben Great 513 on Instagram. You got John, Kinfolk John, at Kinfolk John on Instagram, so this would be pretty easy to find. Yeah, very talented in the music industry. They got a lot of good things going right now, so it'd be pretty easy to find them. And I kind of knew it when I first met these guys in Hollywood. I, uh, you know, not that my cosign means anything at all, but um, I, I always <laughs> it felt, does. Pa- thank you. I always felt passionate about these guys, and I knew they're going to be doing the good things, and that's what they're doing. But uh, more importantly, right now we got a, a mutual friend we're going to talk about, and I'll let you guys start wherever you want to start about it. You want me to start first, Ben? Uh, yeah, you can go for it. Uh, so we're talking about our, our, our brother, Gabe Miller. Uh, he passed away a little bit over four years ago. It was March 6th, 2016, Yeah, right? Yeah, uh, I met Gabe uh, at the age of, I think it was 13 in seventh grade. Uh, I had just moved to Taos, New Mexico, this small rural town in northern New Mexico, I was used to living in New Orleans and Albuquerque, so it was just like a weird place to uh, have to move to. Uh, I was I was a little scared, like didn't know what to expect. And then when I moved there, I met Gabe. He was like one of the first people I met in middle school, seventh grade. And we immediately just like shared interest in music. We had like a really big passion in music, and that's how we became friends. And uh, we just became really passionate about it. And that next summer, going into eighth grade, we took our passion to the next level and started like buying equipment, whether it was buying the vocal booth or buying the software and the computers and the turntables. We did it all. We were DJing, producing, rapping, everything. Like at the age of like fourteen, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was the be- that was the beginning of the dream with Gabe. Like we just decided we wanted to do it all, and we realized that we really loved producing, so we started producing a lot. And um, we immediately just grew interest in, into, like, the online culture because that's when it started to boom a little bit. I think this was, like, 2006, 2000, 2006-ish. And, uh, yeah, we immediately started posting our stuff online, and, like, we grew a lot of traction, and, like, we started making money as little kids. So on top of already having fun making beats and making music, we started making money, so we started taking it really seriously. And... That's when Gabe took it so serious to the point where he like he dropped out his junior year and got his GED, and that's that's when we met my boy Ben over here. I'm gonna pass it off to Ben and let him talk about how he met Gabe at Full Sail University in Orlando. Cause yeah, Gabe dropped out at, like at 17, got his GED, 
and went straight to full sale to pursue his degree in audio engineering. That's that's commitment right there, huh? Yeah, absolutely. A big set of balls too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where I come in. Um, about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> so this was um I'm like 2009, well, 19, 2009, and uh, yeah. yeah. So I went to full sale, studied in the recording arts program. We both did, and I met Gabe. Because I needed a ride home. That was how it all started. <laughs> really simple. Nice. <laughs> I needed a ride home. And um, I didn't have nothing. I just had a little bit of weed so we could smoke, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm from New Mexico, bro, me and my boy. And we haven't smoked for real. And we couldn't get no weed. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you, bro. I ain't got no gas money or nothing, but I'll smoke you out. It's, it's, so, another, for, it's another form of green, so it can't ask Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we linked up. And then we started cooking up. And uh, well, here's the thing though, we all use Reason, this mm-hmm. program Reason at DAW. For those that don't know, for music production. At the time, we used Reason. Well, at the that's time, how, yeah. yeah, that's how. That was a big connect because everybody was using like FL Studio, Logic. People would get, especially in Florida at school, people were getting Logic when you get your laptop and start school and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. So we started making beats. I was like, oh yeah, I use Reason. I didn't know how to do anything programming wise. I just played. Right. And Gabe was dope at like sampling and programming, so automatically we just clicked, started cooking up. I went to uh, he was like, "Yo, go to New Mexico with me from where I'm from." And I'm like, "I ain't never been over there, like the fuck, <laughs> New Mexico." I'm thinking this is Mexico and shit. Yeah. Like. So he's like, "Nah, just come with me. We're gonna take the trip, forty hour road trip, crazy from Orlando to Taos, New Mexico." Yeah. So I meet John, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I want to introduce you to John." Went out there, met this fool. And shit, it's pretty much history almost since then. We we linked up and started all making music together. And that's when and uh, the formerly the, the Beat Brigade was officially produced. Exactly. That's that's when we became the Beat Brigade because uh, prior to meeting Ben, we me and Gabe were Eminent Entertainment, E M E N E N T Entertainment, and that's kind of how we built up our buzz online. And then once once we met Ben, we had to put him on board, and we were kind of on like a small little hiatus with with Eminent Entertainment. So once once we found Ben, it was time to reformat the production team and we kind of just came up with that. I, I owe a lot of credit to Gabe with coming up with that name because we it was up in the air for a while. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he, he just had that in mind. He's like Brigade and just had a ring to it. And stuck. And then from that, you know, we just built the brand up and the logo and stuff. So that's how we became the Beat Brigade. And that's why I wanted to make sure everyone heard your stories because you guys had a, you know, a little trio pack that I've always seen when I first met you guys. I can tell how tight it was. I'm happy you started the story from the beginning to make everyone else that doesn't know you guys realize the bond you guys had. Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys were, I don't know what year this was, you guys literally had that studio somewhere in the valley it was half the size of this room, and for anyone not watching on YouTube, it's a pretty small room. You guys were, were you guys sleeping there and producing? Yeah, yeah we we after our first apartment in Hollywood, we moved into like what would you say, man, like a little twelve by ten studio, like a recording yeah, studio, small, like you said, yeah, like half the room the size. Yeah, yeah, so when you guys are tiny, three guys, three grown ass men living in the room, you have no choice but to get close. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, shit, you're sleeping on each other almost. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> Your legs might end up on top uh, on top of his feet or some shit, like you know, like. Yeah, like if you, there might be another homie staying there because he's an artist, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, somebody yeah. like Ivan's food. tall ass. Like if Ivan's <laughs> yeah. there, that fool's like six six, so it's a wrap. Like he's in the way. If you yeah. if you're sleeping, somebody's gonna be in your way. Yeah, that really paints the picture. So I want to fast forward to so you guys made it to California. What year? When did you guys come to Cali? 
I would say that was 2000. Uh, was it 2011? November. Yeah. Right. Was it November 2011 or November 2012? I mean, 2010. 11. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't mind me hopping into it, um, I don't know how you guys want to start. You know, the, the night where unfortunately Gabe passed. Okay. Yeah. That was that was yeah. years later. That was we moved here 2011, and then when he passed, March six, 6 2016. Yeah. So we were throwing. So a little background behind the day we were. We were doing a an open house event, which is a show that we would throw like once a month. Mm-hmm. I think you'd been you had been to a couple. Um and yeah, so we it was a show for my birthday. So we had Ben and Stephen Cannon headlining. I think we had like Left Brain from Odd Future there mm-hmm. as well. And it was a good night. You know, we like we all just like we were all like having a good time, turning up, partying, as we usually would, you know, smoking weed, drinking. And then and then after that, after the show, we we had some people over, and they started uh, they started making some music. You know how we would normally make some music in the garage, like yeah. Gabe was making some beats. I had fall I had fell asleep in my room though. Like um, I think you were asleep as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you were asleep in the living room. So like, <laughs> just kind of just fast forwarding towards what had happened. Like I think it was like I would say like eight a.m. Yeah. I just heard some screaming and some like, some like I don't know. I thought it was like a scuffle. I thought some of the homies were like fighting in the living room or some shit on some random ass like drunk shit. But it turned out Gabe was like already like unconscious and like they were dragging him like into like the restroom, which is like right next to my yeah. my my room. And yeah, he was like already like unresponsive. At, he was already unresponsive. He already kind of looked pale and like grayish. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was he passed away that morning. He, I'm assuming he was probably he had passed away like probably like maybe like an hour before, like maybe half an hour before that, like, because he just looked already like, you know. And and like when he passed away, he was in his sleep, you know. Yeah. Like no one knew it was nothing like where like it was like a cry for help or anything like that. He was making beats with with a couple friends, and then he decided to take it easy and like lay down for a second. So what was it exactly? I mean, I know he was, you know, what, fondling with a bunch of shit or what? I mean, he was drinking and then he he was smoking. And I think, what what else? What do you think? He, what, it's it's honestly not even sure exactly what he did. Yeah. I think what he might at least sip, he sip a little bit of lean that day. Yeah, it was a lot of... It was a couple, it was couple, a, different, it was a couple things. different things, but... And it, it, it's, it's hard to tell what was the exact cause of it. Yeah, I yeah. never got an exact reasoning for it. But it could have just been a combination of everything on top of like maybe some yeah. health conditions that he was unaware of and stuff like that. Yeah, very possible. Was there any um? Because I, I I personally know Gabe. He was a smart guy. Like I never I never caught any red flags. Was there anything? I know guys party, but that everyone parties. It's just not like a anything to be concerned of. But was there anything prior to that that was like complete random? Spontaneous type no. shit that just happened. It was like a, or another regular day, really. Yeah, yeah. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Like me, we loved to drink. Like me and Gabe would drink a lot at the time. Ben drank a lot too, but yeah. that was really it. Like we were, we were like big drinkers, and we'd smoke weed and stuff too. But like anything that was like a harder drug, like if it was like Xanax, cocaine, or anything like that, it was it was done very spare, like like mm. like sparsely. Like it was very rarely done, and if it was done, it was never ever a thing where it was an issue that anybody was consuming too much doing it too often yeah like like you know like needing it it was never anything like that no signs of him being like that at all so it was just really just 
a random occurrence. If yeah, you that's ask me. That's what kind of ate me up. Is that I, I didn't see Gabe as much as you guys did, obviously, but I saw him a r- pretty frequent amount of time here and there. Yeah, and I never had any glimpse that that was even a problem. I feel like I've heard so many stories of people, you know, getting caught in drugs and overdosing, but it was always more people being like, I kind of saw that coming as fucked yeah. up as that sounds. Like you kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you see a pattern. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that with him. So it's, it's even, it's even more messed up to even just hear the fact that, you know, it was just a normal day. It wasn't even like you saw him trending in that direction. Yeah. So what, I mean, you guys saw him that you saw him that day. Like it wasn't even like you heard it and then he was gone. You saw, you actually saw him. You were there, you woke up and that's when it happened. No, he was already like, by the time I saw him, he was already dead. Right. So I'm saying you actually saw him. Well, I got to see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. What does that even do with you guys? In regard, do you guys talk about it at that moment? Or is it kind of just, because, you know, we said it before it started, like it's a little harder for guys for whatever reason to chop it up. No, that's nothing what's, to be sorry about. What's next? Like, what do you guys even. What happens? Like, what happened then? Just like in general, you guys, like, I mean, you guys talk about it? Just, well, what? I mean, I remember getting his phone and calling his mom. And, you know, having to let her know, like, yo, Gabe's unresponsive. We called the ambulance. He got to come over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think we really talked about anything right away. Everybody was really shocked and just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, Are you talking about in general throughout, like, the time or, like, right then and there? Like, right, right, right now, like, what is the, fir- like, what is the first oh, no. response? Obviously, you mourn, but, like, do you guys, what is the response to you guys personally? The first beginning, as soon as it happened, like that week, that month, those coming months, like the first phase of it, was there anything that sticks out? I mean, it was like, it was a lot of, there was like, it was a beautiful feeling. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a beautiful feeling to see how many people got together for him and cared for him. Like that night, I think it was that night or the mm-hmm. next night, we had like people over and we yeah. had so many people over that loved him. And it was, it was really dope, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, I embrace that kind of stuff more now because I get it. But back then it was a little harder. But I still understood how cool it was to see how many people he touched and how he impacted their lives and stuff like that. But I think I think I'm from New Orleans and my family's from Mexico, so like they embrace death differently. Both of those cultures, like how so? Uh, New Orleans is like they put they put like the positive in the like they'll party mm-hmm. for. Uh, the to celebrate someone's death same thing with mexicans mexicans have a different sense of death like they don't shun it they just embrace it is that what you feel like you did not at the time but i'm starting to figure that out what made you figure that i was just kind of just time just more more friends passing away yeah more more the people that inspired me passing away yeah especially there's been a lot of the hip-hop community Mm hip-hop community uh, kobe yeah, Kobe passing away was big to me too. Even though, even though I wasn't, I was a Kings fan as a kid. But I'm sorry to hear that. I'm a Nick <laughs> fan, so it's not like it's oh, just it's better. Bad. It's all bad right now. Yeah, I don't know if it's worse than the Knicks. Yeah, no, but yeah, I got we. Uh, yeah, so th- that was th- that was like my first thing. Like right when it happened, like so many people flooded the lines and the social medias and just paid homage to Gabe and like people that I didn't even know were hitting me up about him and saying how much they loved him. Everybody had a crazy story about him. Like it was cool. It was cool. Like people wrote like on the board, and we did like a slideshow, and it was sick. It was, yeah. He was he was a dope ass dude, man. It's crazy. What about you, Ben? In regards to that, was it just like I mean I don't I don't even know what that feels like. Was that was that both uh, your first experience in regards to losing someone that close or what? Um, in that way, yeah. To me, for me, yeah. For, for me, me, yeah. Yeah, I've had like a grandma and like a grandpa pass away, but. I mean, I didn't really know them that that well. I knew them, but not 
to the extent I've never had something like that happen yeah, to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So in regards to like the process of going from there, like I said, you, you guys didn't really chop it up in regards to checking in on each other's because. It seemed like, from my understanding, both of you, you guys always, I always see the remembrance of how you guys do things. It always seems like you guys are making more music and doing what you're doing, continuing the path that you know Gabe would have continued on. So yeah. it's like you're living through Gabe. Yeah. Is that something you guys both kept with you? I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, it goes without saying. We would talk about it, but it, it's, it's it's just like an automatic thing. It's yeah. like we know, we know like what time what it we, is. Like, yeah. what would Gabe do? He'd, he'd, do, he'd do what we're doing. Yep. Type shit. He wants us to do exactly what we're doing. Like he passed away making music. Like he passed away making yeah. a beat. So like literally in the studio. Couldn't ask for really you know what I'm saying? Like a situation like that. Like he did what he wanted and he went out the way he wanted. So Yeah, because I, I as really I, as him. I knew you guys going through it from like my outside perspective, you know, you got I, I didn't I couldn't you can seem like you guys just continued on, which is amazing because like when I when I lost my dad, it was similar in a sense that you just keep going forward. But was there anything behind the closed doors? You know what I mean? Like, it's like I, there's a lot of shit that I realized as I grew up that I was feeling some type of way, and I never really connected the dots from me feeling anger, this or that, from this way. Did you feel? Did you guys have? Not that I even know what the hell the grief stages are, <laughs> but is there anything you would speak on in the sense that you noticed with yourself that changed from that day? Because obviously, you know, living through and working through Ben is assumed as you guys did. But was there any like little tiny things that you noticed about you that changed that day in regards to? Whether you, the way you see life or just how you mourned him, or was it just like did you put it all in your music and that was it? What would you say, man? Um, kind of a loaded uh, question. I think right. for, for for like me, it took a while to re- like, and when I say a while, it really took a while. Like I um, I was still drinking and mm-hmm. fucking turning up and all that shit that I probably shouldn't even been doing. Mm-hmm. And sure, if you ask me. I would probably say, you know, I'm good. I'm just turning up because, you know, y'all know me. This is what I do, da, da, da. But I, it's no doubt in my mind that that doesn't play a heavy part on why. Because I got, like, bad, you know, getting lit, just faded to getting to where I'm like, damn, I need to get a hold of myself and get my shit back together. But on a daily basis, I don't think it was, like, that, the the, the situation with Gabe. But... I definitely know that subconsciously that just played a part. But like John was saying, I knew that I had to keep doing what we came out here to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain because I've never really been in that position. Right. So it's kind of like you taking it in and trying to man- deal with it and process it at the same time without being like stagnant or like stuck on it so that you can't move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of a and, fine line. Yeah, between, exactly. You know, so. Between like you want to figure shit out but you also don't want to get stuck there so like where's the sweet spot yeah so and then you just kind of keep going day by day mm-hmm. but um i mean now because of where i'm at and just my mind space and i kind of reflect on everything now i'm like oh okay um i see where things have shifted and what i need to do now and like where with my role i need to step up and do this or do that and you know what'd you see just, shift um i was reckless yeah i used to be hella fucking reckless and like Sure, I always created music. Sure, I've never been like, I can't make music. You know, I'll be sober making music or lit making music. But I was just reckless in in life and not really thinking, not playing chess, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas I was just like, we're waking up today. What are we doing today? We're going to go get a bottle. We're going to go to the weed shop, get some, you know what I'm saying? Was there any, uh, just because of the way it happened to Ben, Mm -hmm. was there anything between you guys that, you know, I feel like there's sometimes there's two paths when that happens. Like you can continue, you continue the same path, mm-hmm. 
whether that's a driving force as to why you're continuing that path or sometimes you just cut it off because of the way it happened. But is there any like reflection on that? You know what I mean? Because like you continued partying, which is fine. But I'm saying yeah. in the sense that you said you got reckless. Was, there, was that ever in the back of your mind? Do you think it, that was driving it or not? Or um, I think I was just kind of already in it. Yeah. And as it got worse, I probably didn't realize it until it was really like, wow. When it when people start people literally started acting out. Some people, you know, especially like my girlfriend now and stuff, she'd be like, "Yo, these are things that I've seen you do," and that's what I'm saying. It took me a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are things that this is the way you act, and you know, when you're doing certain things, you can't see it yourself for sure. And even when somebody tell you, sometimes still can't see it, and it just takes a lot of unfortunately takes a lot of bullshit before you like wow takes a lot of lessons yeah like all right i'm literally at the edge about to fall let me get my shit straight so yeah it wasn't really clear to me i don't know it's just eventually i started being like yo i gotta quit doing this i gotta quit doing that like fuck turning up going to do this i need to focus on this and worry about that Mm -hmm. and yeah because when you move to la i feel like it's easy to get caught up in like the bullshit but but if you really fuck with what you came out here for, you're always, that's always going to be the, the main reason as to why you came out here. And as long as you put that first, like, you can still party and be who you, who you were, but just always remember why you came out here. Yeah. And that's and that's why we think about Gabe, because he's, like, kind of made us come out here. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for him, I probably might have never moved to L.A. or not moved out here the way we did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 so, you have no idea how amazing so I think about that all the time. You have no idea how amazing as you guys realize that. You know, I mean, it didn't slip through the cracks. I mean, it's obvious. It seems when you, with the way you tell it, it makes it so easy. It's like, duh. But some people don't get that. And the fact that, you know, you realize that he was kind of the, he brought you, that's how you guys met. Yeah. Let alone just got to California. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible the way he went. I mean, I remember the call. I got eight, uh, anomaly called me. I was, I was at sort of Dave and Buster's and I got the call. I literally just got there, a full card loaded up and then, AJ called me. I drove right to your crib, and now there, you know, I remember it. I don't even maybe don't think about it enough, but you know, it was a sad environment. But when the way you said it, John, is like it was, it was actually beautiful, and that's the yeah. messed up part about death and dying. Like as mm-hmm. morbid as it is, and as as sad as it is, there is an underlying silver lining there, and mm-hmm. you guys saw it. So it's so it's I do I I I, I might not tell you guys all the time, yeah. But I know his anniversary just passed, and I know you guys lived through that every day, every time you do the work and it's almost propelled you even further. Mm-hmm. And just to see that you guys actually are taking it that way. Cause I can't say how many times not like in your specific situation, it just pulls people down. So the fact that you guys are continuing to go says so much and you guys have so much more to go. That's impressive. I appreciate that. No, man, it's just what's cool about being creative and doing art and uh, having someone pass in that realm is that you can just carry on their tradition, you know? Mm. Whether it's, like, with their music or showing love to them through your music that you're making. So, like, Ben did a song on a project he dropped later that year that Gabe passed. Uh, did you name the project 3-9? What was the name? Was that yeah, the, the um, project was named 3-9. Yeah, and then and then Ben did a record dedicated to Gabe uh, on one of my beats, and we sampled, sampled Gabe's mom. No way. She, she's, like, a renowned, like, author and, like, speaker. Uh, and we sampled her at the end, and it was just like a beautiful song. It's called Three Nine. It's by Ben Great. I think it's still on all platforms. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just want to say for you know people who don't know, Three Nine stands for Chance It. Is the name of our crew, Chance It Crew. I was I was gonna ask. So oh, okay. thanks for answering. I was like I wasn't even gonna play. Like I knew what the hell that meant. <laughs> okay, yeah. So stands for Chance It, and um, you know C and I, Three and Nine of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And, you know, you got to take chances in life, man, and go for it. Well, let, plug in no rules there. No rules be the best. mantra you guys got. Yeah, so so there's the chance slogan, mm-hmm. and then there's no rules. It's, I would say that came from when when Ben and uh, Ben and Gabe were in school and they met the homie Southside Vega. Yeah, Southside Vega. From Virginia. He yeah, had hella Richmond. terms, but that's the one that just stuck out. No rules, baby. Yeah. And just living <laughs> no life, rules, no shot. Rules. Yeah, yeah. So just being no rules, doing doing whatever the fuck you Which want. Which those go together, you know. No yeah. rules and take those chances. Yeah. And oh, you guys came to California, lived in a ten by ten little studio cell. But that, yep. And that we learned a lot from that, you know. Like that took us to another level. Honestly, I learned a lot from. That. I remember I used to hang, come hang out there. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like this is, it's a different level of commitment. Like, dude, not, there's <laughs> a reason, but there's there's a reason for it, man. Like. You know, when you guys have all your plaques on the wall and all that shit, 10 years, whatever, two years from now, it doesn't matter how long, everyone only sees those. They don't see, you know, what, what, you what came before, which is so important, which is why I'm happy. I want people to know that. Everyone always sees the fucking car. They don't they think, oh, how that person gets. Like, well, there's a lot that goes into it before. What I want to tap into, I forgot to ask, mm-hmm. do you guys have any communication with Gabe? Like, are you guys close with Gabe's parents? So it's like, I was curious about their response. I don't know if you have a perspective on that. I'm the actually, I don't really keep in contact too much mm-hmm. with his with his family. Yeah, yeah I haven't either. Really. Really. I would I would love to talk to his parents though. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. It just we just all kind of like we talk via text and stuff like that with Barbara. Yeah, his mom, but I haven't talked to her in, in years. Do you guys have any remembrance of talking about? Like, you guys ever obviously there's memories you guys share, but it's always through memories. You guys ever. Uh... You two just get at it and just, is it usually just kind of recollecting Ben through memories and making music? You guys aren't really chop about how you guys feel and all that? Nah, you never really just talk about it like that. So occasionally yeah. you'll talk about it, just say like, oh yeah, I miss that fucker. And then yeah. bring up a story or yeah. like when Ben was fucking up back in the day, I'd be like, bro, like, like you know, bring up Gabe. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. You're just like, yeah. and because, you know, like, why are you fucking up? Like. Like Gabe's gone. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you guys, shit? you guys got a unique experience where I, I never thought about. It. Everyone else has been on the show. You know, no one's really been kind of leveraging the arts and the creative aspect. I wonder how much of just the fact that you guys are making beats, making music, is just a, you know, a natural grieving process for you guys, and how much you guys actually put it in the music you make. Yeah, I, if you want to answer that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's the that's why we do it. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, wasn't even a question. It was just like, okay, I'm just thinking. No, music's oh, yeah. therapeutic that's, as hell. Absolutely, music's super therapeutic. Yeah, I, that's that's what it's all about. Are you guys good today? It. Like, where are you guys at now? I'm right here at, on Dead Talks. Yeah, <laughs> Dead Talks <laughs> podcast with Dave Ferrugia. You're now tuned in. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing man. great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm doing great, but we we you know we 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 lose a lot of people. You know, like it's just. It sucks, but you become more immune to it as you get older. It's a weird thing to say. Yeah, it is. But you just you're more numb to it. Numb to it. Yeah, you mentioned numb, numb to the sen- what were you what were you saying? I was gonna say you made you said earlier we didn't really tap into it, but you made some realizations as you lost more people. I don't know who specifically regarding, but obviously hip hop artists and like things that come through. But was there a a level to your because you made some realizations about uh. You know, I think we were talking about how Taos and the Mexican culture and how, how they all kind of grieve differently, but you didn't make that realization until later, so it wasn't really necessarily Gabe's death. No, because it took other people dying for me to realize that, like, because when you well, the first time you lose somebody and you mourn, you're like, you don't know what to expect, you don't know how to think of it. But the more, not to say no one, in, no one's death is ever going to be like what Gabe's death was, but other people that were 
like very impactful to me and they passed away. I just learned to like appreciate the process of them being gone and what they left for us and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when our our good friend Diego Farias just passed away like a month ago. He was a big producer in a big rock band called Volumes, uh, Grammy Award engineer, uh, platinum producer and engineer. He I think he produced like the uh, Jake Paul's biggest record, and he uh, he mixed Broccoli by Drum and Lil Yachty. No, no way. Yeah, and he actually, poor guy, uh, he passed away. Uh, I think on on the flight headed to see his grandpa's funeral in Mexico. What happened? I don't. I honestly don't know. I know. I know. He was. He was. He was doing some stuff, but I can't really say. Right. But uh, yeah. He. I think he passed away on the flight headed to his grandpa's funeral. What, what's so your opinion? Really what's your opinion? Cause obviously, you guys are in an industry that I feel like partying just comes with the territory, and having having seen, I feel like you just see it over and over again. It's like kind of the same, not the same thing, but it, it's it's kind of a little pattern there in regards to when it comes to the partying. Do you guys. Does that mess with you guys at all? Because it's hard to, like, you can't escape that. But at the same time, does it open your antennas to, like, seeing it more often? Like, you know what I mean? Do you have any, like, you know, I'm not saying calling anyone out, but just in, in your life now that you've experienced losing someone like Gabe because of that, even as, you know, spontaneous as it was, mm-hmm. does it lift your antennas to, to kind of spot that out and call anyone out? Or is it just as hard to call anyone out? You know what I mean? Like, you got to become... I mean, sorry to cut you off. No, please cut me off. No, just because of, as a person that really turned up, it's hard to really... To judge somebody for sure for something that you know you've done, because mm-hmm. like I said again, as messed up as I was, and people, John and my other friends and family being on my ass about stuff, it's like you're not really. It's not until you're ready that you're gonna change. Amen. So, but I would be wrong to judge you for doing some shit that I did just because now I'm past where you at. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, it's almost one of those things like. Especially if I know you or something, I'll have a conversation with you, but I, I can't demand anything out of you. I, I agree. But I can tell you from experience, like, yo, maybe you should, you know, consider yeah. chilling But out, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that no one's ever going to, you can't, no matter how much you tell someone over and over again. Until they're ready. If they, if, they ain't make it, if they ain't ready to make a decision, no one's changing, no matter what it is. No, yeah. no matter what the vice is. Like, but I'm just talking about, I ain't talking about judging either. That's the last thing in my mind. It's no, just yeah, like, right. giving someone a little nudge, like vice versa. Like, I'm sure, like he's called you out and vice versa on some shit, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Like, like vice versa. There's a, there's a good friend of ours right now that like, you know, like we, we tell him like, you know, like got to chill, but no one's going to chill until they want to chill. And that's what sucks too. And and the, and it's almost like the more you tell them, the less they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be, it has to come from them. Obviously you need to push them sometimes and know that you tried at least, but, Inevitably, it, it has to come from that. Oh, that's what's so- that's what that's what's tough about it, and it's like a, <laughs> not a slippery slope, but it's like a difficult situation when you're really trying to press somebody that is like a friend of yours and that's going down the wrong path. Fragile. It, it's really tough because you can literally they'll turn on you. They might think that you turned on them yeah. by doing that, and yeah. you could lose a friend. But you you also just can't let that shit slide. Yeah, that's why it's once especially when it's happened before. Kind it's of thing. The, finding the finding the sweet spot again. I mean, I have the same story with uh, another friend that was struggling with with this and that, and mm-hmm. I saw he was kind of like relapsing again. And I approached another buddy who went through the same thing. I was like, "Dude, what do we do? What do we do? How do like what can I do?" And he said to me, "That's where I learned it, to be honest, because I can't relate to that. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I probably do my thing, but I, I ain't never gone for whatever reason, for better or for worse, haven't gotten too deep into it." And I remember talking to him. I was like, "What can we do?" And he's like, "Dude, we've tried." 
you can't do anything at this point. It's on him. And, and that's the that's the messed up part that makes it hard is because you want to do so much. But like oh. you guys just said, you could be making it worse just right trying to help. And at the end of the day, is it just like a nudge? And like, yo, I see this and then that's it. And you just pull back. Is like, it, that's the hard part. You want to help someone, but there's only so much you can do. It's, it's, it's the fine line. It's hard. It's hard. Some people think they got the answer for it, but I think it's for, it's a case to case situation. Absolutely. I have when no fucking idea. That, you know? I have no idea. I wish I knew, but I, don't, I have no idea. But it never hurts to at least let them know that you care and that you want them to get better. But especially when you're boys, like that's, I think that's a different dynamic. I'm not talking about calling someone out that's like in the circle that you're not close with mm-hmm. as much as you might want to help them. But like, I feel like it might be a little different when you're as, as tight as like, you know, you guys are vice versa to call each other out. Maybe that's a little easier. Yeah. But I guess depending on what it is, it's hard. No, good point. Yeah, the, the closer you are to somebody, the more you see it. So you feel more prone to have to call them out because yeah. you're seeing it often. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not saying shit about it. Like, now I got to say something. And it, it goes back to what we said. It was just spontaneous with Gabe, right? There's no point of, like, reflecting back on it and, like, catching anything, right? It was just... You like the party. Like, That's it, yeah. We, yeah. But we all did. We yeah. all drank. We all smoked. We all went out and had a good time. That's yeah. why I don't get but it. But it was never like a, like a, oh, like a red flag situation. Like you know? I'm saying, yeah. Like to where like, oh, yo, this guy's just doing too much. And yeah. Like, it was never like that. Yeah. Well, it's got to see you guys are good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I think, uh, like I said, there's probably, I can't imagine how many other people have been in your shoes in some sense. That's why I wanted you guys to share the story and, Tell us where you're at right now. Um, this might be the worst transition on podcast history, but before thank you guys for being on here, is there anything you guys want to plug in in regards to what you guys got going on right now? And because uh, I know once again it relates because everything you do is a memory of Gabe in my eyes. I'm sure it's the same. So no, yeah. Before we before we log off, we have time, right? I ain't got I got nowhere to go. So I got a full Modelo to my right. All right. No. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm all right. I think. I think. I think I'm good. I'm as good as I can be. In regards to everything, you know, how 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 are you? How are you digging like the idea of the podcast so far? I love it, man. I think like like I mentioned to you prior, the whole point is the whole point is there's many points, but one of the leading factors is just the fact that you two are sitting across me, willing just to talk about it on any level whatsoever. I ain't here to pry. I'm just asking questions that I'm curious about. That is the point. The whole reason I started this obviously stemmed from my own dad and mm-hmm. losing him at a young age and. Yeah, just the fact that you guys are willing to talk about it, I think, goes a long way because many reasons. A, maybe it's good for you. B, it's good for me. C, it's good for someone that's going through it right now. I'm sure you have people that you're close to right now that are dealing with it that they don't know. It's good to hear what you how you guys got through it. It's good to see how you guys got to where you are today. And I think talking about it just goes a long way. No matter you lost your job, mm-hmm. uh, some girl screwed you over, whatever the hell it is, I talking about it's good. And for whatever reason, this is a topic that no one wants to talk about shouldn't say no one that's way too mm-hmm. extreme but i just think it's a topic that should be discussed more comfortably objectively and not desensitized but just like just to just to talk about it. and the fact that you get to talk about it, i'm hoping and i know as soon as it gets out there it can help a lot of people that are going through it now mm-hmm. and even people that aren't going through it is an audience that i really want to capture with this mm-hmm. is because you know you made a lot of realizations because of gabe's death and the death that you guys have experienced in your life but in my head, I'm like, we really don't have to wait for it to happen in order to make these realizations. So through your voice, through Ben's voice, right. through John's voice, you can hopefully see that now that y'all don't have to wait for something fucked up to happen to not take things for granted. And unfortunately, that is the paradox with tragedy is that mm-hmm. that's what open your, opens your eyes, but it doesn't have to be. So I just want to thank you guys for just being willing to be on here and share it because that is 90% of the podcast. It has nothing to do with what I think or what I have to say. 
It's just people hearing your voice. No, yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, it took someone like you to even bring something like this together. So, yeah, you're right. The idea of the podcast is perfect. Yeah, well, we'll situations see. like this is really good. We'll see. I mean, I couldn't even figure out how to get the third mic going. So, uh, <laughs> thank God I have some high level pro- myself, so. high level producers here. Thank God. Um, but no, just for real, guys. Thank you guys for coming out here. Like I said, um, uh, you can find Ben on Instagram at Ben Great Five One Three. He's dropping a single soon. He told me. Yeah, yeah. And John's working on some music too. I've always known John is more just the producer, but I didn't know he's got some uh, some bars underneath him. Is that the yeah? Feature? I'm dropping a new single called Gas. It's featuring Lil Zan and Stephen Cannon. And produced by my roommate, Low File. Very nice. Yeah, man. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, coronavirus before we before we take off. Oh, man. I already told you, I'm drinking a Modelo. <laughs> Everything's ready on every media alley. Y'all don't even hear my two cents on that at all. Come on, man. The... Even though you just washed your hands as soon as you came in here. So yeah, absolutely. I respect that. I'm going to pound you guys on the way out. That's about it. So, I mean, I like you guys and all, but. I, th- I, th- I think uh, I think the popularity of this podcast might rise a little bit. Oh, God. Why? Because everyone's listening or because everyone's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe let's get it out there. Then let's find out. Let's go. Yeah. Stay I think away. so. Once again, guys, I appreciate you guys. You guys, uh, I'm blessed to have you guys in my life. And I'm, you know, there's a lot I've learned from you guys on the way that even though I may have not vocalized it, I promise you I've noticed. Likewise. For real. Yeah, definitely. No, Likewise, man. I appreciate you, man. You're always an inspiration. And like I said, making this happen was really dope. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was a good talk. And- it's therapeutic. You got to talk about it, you know? Yeah, I can talk about it. I was always someone that didn't want to talk about it, but at the end of the day, like, for some reason, it's, it's, it's just people think you should bury it down, and this is a very taboo topic that people, maybe it's just in our society, because you mentioned, like, the Mexican culture, and, and I've heard, like, in Puerto Rico. Like, people, New Orleans. New Orleans, too, yeah. They, people deal with it differently. Um, so, like, when I said everyone, that was way too extreme, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just good to talk about hearing different stories in, in one way or another, whether you pull from a grain here or there, you can learn from everyone's story. And everyone's got a perspective on it, you know what I mean? The, so, uh, does the podcast help you with the grieving process with your... I, I think so. Um, it's I really have to think about it because, you know, I'm, I was 12 when it happened, so it's yeah. 18 years later, so it's kind of a different time frame. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping to channel everything that I have learned in the last 18 years and apply it to this. But once again, like it's not so much about my opinion on the matter. It's really just the fact that people like you come on and, and share your story just conversationally. And then shit comes up. Great. If you learn from it, great. If you didn't, on to the next. Mm. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's powerful to hear everyone's story and how they got through it. And so I'm happy you guys talk about it. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having us. Of course, yeah, guys. Thanks. Once again, Ben Great, Kinfolk John. Let's cue the music. And uh, if you do like this stuff, subscribe and download it or something. I don't know. Help me out. Thank you so much, guys. David Frugio and Dead Talks.